spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins where it all came from since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Andy Ann from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs of this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken later. Very briefly, and we'll start from there. Yeah, hi, I'm Yvonne Ugarty. Um, and as Andy said, I've, I've been on here before, but I've been writing poetry since the age of five. I was brought up in care and using words, the written word was a way of me to it, com- communicate how I was feeling rather than having to talk to people. So I've always used it as a way of expressing myself. And I've been writing since the age of five. And I'm also a songwriter. And I'm also... Um, uh, I write, I write, I've written two novels. They're in a drawer. They haven't been published yet, but you know what it's like. Yeah, so I just enjoyed the spoken word and I try and get out and about as much as I can before lockdown, obviously. I run my own writing group on a Friday afternoon, uh, which is visited by uh, somebody from Australia, somebody from Italy, somebody from York, somebody from Bradford, somebody from oh, all over. And we have yeah. such a good laugh. It's really, really good. I won't need to ask that that one's not in person. <laughs> No, 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 everything's online, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say that would be online straight away. I couldn't imagine someone yeah. from Australia flying over, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. for it, so, oh, brilliant. No, like I said, not what I know you, on. like I said, it's, you're like me in the sense of over lockdown, you've kept me so busy with your writing, really, haven't you, so? Absolutely, yeah. That's why, and then the first thing I want to talk about today is a couple of things, really. Um, I know you were telling me, obviously, when we set this up, that you're involved with a book at the moment, aren't you? You're bringing out a children's book of poetry in the summer. I am, which is, which is very exciting because um, it was Kathleen Strafford who runs Runcible Spoon, who also um, published books, and she'd asked me if I'd be interested in in doing a collection of my children's poetry that I've written over the last um, 
50 odd years. So I said, oh, yes, that'd be exciting. So what I decided to do is do a competition at school. I work in a primary school and ask the children if, if they'd go into a, a competition to illustrate my book. So Kathleen chose the children's work who were going in the book. So it's going to be oh. illustrated by the children at my school, which oh. is so exciting. I think that's a fantastic idea. Really, really do. And they're all so giddy. Yeah. Oh, but the kids loved it well, straight away because I know last time you, you were here, I remember you doing a couple of poems on your kids' poetry. And I absolutely yeah. loved them. I thought they were spellbinding. That's why when you told me that before, I said, well, I, well, I'm refreshing my memory while you're on today. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, straight away. I knew straight I thought, what a great yeah. idea. Now, where did the idea come from getting the children to do it then for you in, in your school? Well, me and Kathleen were talking and I, I said, because I, can draw, I draw cartoons and stuff myself, but we both decided really, well, what about asking the children at school to do it. Mm. And I've been at, I've worked at school for 13, 14 years at Beeston Primary. So I thought, what a wonderful idea. So I put it to the head teacher and the deputy and they're like, wow, that'd be awesome. So we, we, I wrote down all the characters uh, from dinosaurs to ballerinas that I wanted drawing. And wow. then we just, from year one, right up to year six, we asked people to illustrate it and to, to put their designs in. Then Kathleen whittled them all down to the ones that are chosen. Oh wow! But the kids, the kids are as excited as you are about this book coming out, then, aren't they? So, oh yeah. Oh god, completely. We're going to come on to obviously a bit more later on what you plan to got going forward. But are you going to do a special reading for the kids at the school when the book comes out? Oh, definitely, definitely, I will be doing. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm also I'm already involved in like when the children in year six are doing the Sats. So, for example, they've been doing about um, World War. Then I've got some poems that I wrote through the eyes of a child. Imagine you were a child going through the war. So I've gone in and read these to help them when they're doing the sats so they can get more into the character of what it must have been like. Oh, yes, fantastic. It's a great idea. Man. It's, it is really like to just sums you up down to a T, it does. Now, I've got to ask you, now, I know that I know you said you've been writing children's poems for a long, long time. I know you see you've said it yourself already. How was the selection process for this book? Did it prove a bit of a nightmare, did it? You, were you going back so far with some of your work? It did. Well, yes, because some of them um, I'd written like in the 70s and 80s. Um, and it was like I very rarely edit my work. So what I see is what I get kind of thing. It might be that I might just put um, an extra, I don't know, an extra line in or something, but I very, very rarely edit my work. I just write it as it comes out. I know it sounds really weird that, but I've always done that. No, no, of course it's it's whatever that always I always tend to find with poetry and any sort of writing. There is no right or wrong way with it. But like okay. I said, your your case would be like but I, I, I know I relax in my early works. I've got pieces when I was ten and eleven. And whenever I go back and look at them, I can be cringing sometimes. And you mean you must have been like that's when you were for the seventies, you're making good grief. <laughs> I'm not, well, no, not really, because I, I, I somehow can go straight back and think, wow, I remember writing that about that elephant. Um, and I just like to think that that's what I felt at that time, and I, I, I don't like changing it, really, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and of course, straight away. No, brilliant. So good luck with it. Keeps informed how you go, definitely. Now, I know you've got some other projects on the go at the moment as well. You want to tell us about, haven't you, as well? I have. I've got the Red Bucket Project. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's the <laughs> Soy Oi. Um, it's like um, they're doing an animal. It's like animal appreciation. So it's like um, like vegetarian and you know an animal welfare and compassion 
in farming and things like that. So I've been involved in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, see I it now. Yeah. I'm just doing, just doing what's termed as last for last second research. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Tell us about that then. How did you get involved in this project? Uh, because some of the people who were involved in that come to some of the events that I've been to, like Lisa has. So when she mentioned that she was doing this, organising this Red Bucket project, would you be interested? And so I like bit a hand off. Um, and I said, oh, I would. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. So that's been really interesting. And to see all other people getting involved in that, that's been really good. Yeah, I can understand that. Now, if people are wondering what the Red Bucket Pro project is, I'm on their website as we type. And this is really, really last minute in my standards. This, But shall I read out to people a paragraph two what it's about? Yeah. Just, you know, Red Bucket Projects, and I hope I've got the right one here as well, <laughs> is a small, friendly team that is passionate about encouraging participation in creative activities. We do this in two ways. And this is how the Red Bucket Project started for our community-based projects. Our projects highlight and encourage creativity from people who are trying to, trying to be something creative for the first time, as well as established members of the creative community. It's brilliant, this, yeah. Definitely. People check them out. I'll put a link on the end of this podcast straight away with that. So, so yeah, really, really good. Yeah. What, what, what have you been helping out with this so far, then? What have you been doing with the Red Bucket? Uh, well, I've, I've, um, I wrote something through the eyes of an animal, so it was about a calf um, being born into a field. So that was that was really good. And then um, just getting involved in what they're doing, it's just amazing, really, listening to the people. I think I found that over lockdown, and I'm sure you're the same way, there's been a lot more online projects cropped up, really, yeah, hasn't definitely. there? Yeah. yeah, I know I've been involved in a few bits and pieces to that over the last 18 months myself. Things that you wouldn't necessarily have got involved in, would you, or would have cropped up yeah. over, like I said, yeah, definitely with that. So, over lockdown, oh, great. Look, it looks a fascinating project. I'll make a note of that and put it up later on so people can look them yeah, up as yeah. well. So, what else have you been up to then last week? Spoke? I know, I know you've been in your workshop, haven't you, as well? So, yeah, and then I'm also involved with the uh, Staffordshire. Um, the poet laureate Mel Woodward is, is a really oh, good friend of mine. Love you know Mel. Mel. I know Mel. When, yeah, Mel's great. When she became the poet laureate, I went down to Stafford <laughs> to see her get inaugurated or whatever that word is. It was so exciting. And I've been part of her um, There Is No Planet B project right from the beginning because I'm, a, I'm an environmental poet mainly, as you know. Yeah, and yeah, so of I've, course. I've been down there and I performed for her. And she's asked me to go again with another friend of mine, Roz, who's a, an environmental poet. And we're going to be performing in Staffordshire in the Market Square in July, which is so exciting. Oh, I did read about that. I was wondering. I, thought, I was wondering if you were going to get invited down for yeah. that. Brilliant, isn't it? But it's like it's it's great at the moment because obviously things are just starting to open up again now, aren't they? So yeah, let's hope man, that things don't get locked back down again. But yeah, we'll see. Two, two years ago in summer in the 2019, I was asked to perform in in Leeds Millennium Square. Um, for the climate change rally. And it was like in front of 300 people and I was on stage. It was like, wow. It, that was oh. a real amazing moment. I was oh, able to share my words with with all those people. It was incredible. No, it does. When you get to that sort of crowd, it's a good second-rate crowd. 
No two is yeah. bad. I've done one couple of gigs like that myself, but yeah, you do. You get you come off stage after. I think you've got such a buzz, yeah, haven't like, you? My legs, my legs were shaking. It was like <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant! With that, so that's fantastic. Like I said, it's. Well, have you got many, many gigs lined up then for after lockdown lifts? And hopefully, have you yourself yet or any any more outdoors? Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit wary. I'm not sure about the um, getting together as as an open mic in the real world yet I'm, I'm a bit hesitant i have to be be honest about that yeah it's understandable so, that completely I get something, to this. Ex- something exciting that i forgot to tell you is oh, yeah. um about 20 years ago i wrote a poem about um david attenborough and what an influence he'd had on my life like from when he used to come into living room and tell you about all these amazing places he'd gone to and you know i'm, I'm talking about the black and white now before you were born probably um, I'm I'm older than you realise I am. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and so well, I sent him this. Best way to put it, Yvonne, is I'm, I'm, I'm 50 next year, would you believe? Wow, can't believe that. You don't look 50. <laughs> oh, don't act it either. <laughs> anyway, I sent, I sent him a, a copy of this poem and said about how much influence he'd had on my life and, and that. And I got a handwritten letter back. Dear Yvonne Ugarty, thank you so much for, for that lovely letter and the lovely poem. I feel in, very honoured indeed that you take time out to write to me. Oh, fantastic. And, it, and I got a side photograph as well. And they're both on my wall, obviously, at the moment. But that is one of the highlights of my life, that a handwritten letter from him was like... Oh, man, it was. Yeah, stripped up. The kids used to take the... Frankly, the piss at him when I was at school. But I loved him. I had, I had a lot of respect for the Absolutely guy. Absolutely brilliant. St- Absolutely strict one off, definitely with that. So, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Now, now, to conclude then, obviously, because um, we're just quick chat when we talk about your problems really today. Um, tell us a bit more about your workshop then. You do you look at workshop. You say you do you do 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 you do this on Zoom then the deal or on Teams? I do it on Zoom. I do it on Zoom, yeah. And it's from three o'clock to four o'clock every Friday afternoon. And we have a really good laugh. We usually have a theme. So like today was the theme was tomorrow. That was the theme. Uh, but we've had all everybody takes it in turns to choose a theme. So one week we had like wonky donkey. We had to write about a wonky donkey. So yeah. So that was really good actually. So we just we just we just have a really good uh, laugh, and it's do you know what I mean it's incredible really. Yeah, we have a good laugh. I think that's the best thing about work, good workshops. Any old person because in a really good workshop you can come away with a massive smile on your face and. Because I, like I said, I do what I do one myself, and it's we, we have it's me, Amanda, and several friends from Speak Easy, and we have a hoot every time we meet up. On we Zoom. do as well. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I think a good workshop. You're chatting to like your friends that are writers, aren't you? And you're doing writing on top of it. So, did you ever yeah. used to do the workshop in person? Did you then for lockdowns? It just been has this come up because of lockdown? Really, this is this has come up for lockdown. Um, and it came about through um, Time to Shine. So they've asked me if I'd, if I'd run. They're a local um, group who do all sorts of different things to different people. It's like a community group. They're really good. And they asked if I'd run a writing group uh, last year. So I said, oh, that would be great. So that's how it started. So I've been doing it for over a year now. It's brilliant. Wow. And a bit like me at the time, because we started, I was on beginning of the March last year, thinking, oh, no, it'll only be a couple of, couple of sessions. <laughs> I thought it won't be long. It'll only be till lockdown and then we'll be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, not 15 <laughs> months later, basically, 18 months no. later. So. <laughs> do you do you envisage you're going to carry this, carry your workshop on then after, after lockdown? If, oh, 
if lockdown gets lifted? I'd like to do. I know a lot of a lot of people that there was a yoga group that was running um, that Time to Shine had, had got as well, and they've all gone back into the centre to do it. But like I was saying to them, I can't do. I can't get. Michael to fly over from Australia or Joe to come over from Italy or whatever. I yeah. said, I'm going to have to keep it as a, an online group, but however the need is there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, how do you, uh, out of interest, and obviously if you've got a member that comes in from, one from Australia and one from Italy, how do you find these people then? Because just look, look at the draw, was it? Well, they found, they found me because I've got my own YouTube channel now. Ah. Um, so, so they found me and Joe... Um, she's been on quite a lot of events that I've been on, and she knows Mel. Um, so when when she found out that I was doing a group, she says, "Oh, I'm in Italy though. Can I join?" I said, "Oh, yeah, of course you can." You know, so yeah. No, I explained to Michael. I was wondering how you do that. Sometimes you get chatting to people like that. Like I said, it's 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 the internet's really good. I think because it's it opens the world up, doesn't it? So you can get yes, people in from other countries and stuff. So yeah, I know it's like the what the workshop I do is we're only local. You know, from going to speak easy night, we get people in from all over the country, and that that I think I can't envisage changing challenges as well. So it's just no, no, no. it's just been really, really interesting times over this some ways over this. So no, good luck with your workshop, definitely some of that. Yeah, thank if, you. Pe- if people want to join it, is it an open workshop? Then is it too? It is an open workshop. Yeah, anybody do, can. They just how, I, I'll just give you know my um, email address. They just join with the email address. Fair enough, I'll put it all in there later on for you. Now, oh, I've put down I'll just the... send them a link then to, to join. Yeah, and of course, just because people, people are wondering, obviously, and I, I, I'm guessing it's a free workshop as well, isn't it? You don't charge people oh, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be no, surprised no. if you did, so that's fine. And obviously, we've got your red buckets thing to put up now. Is there other links that you want people to be aware of if they're going to want to get in touch with you? Yeah, just use my email address, yvonne.beaston at virgin.net, and if you want some information about different things, I can signpost people over as well. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, obviously, when the book comes out, is the book going to be out on all the usual bookshops and bits and pieces like Amazon? And Yes, I'm hoping it can do. We, we haven't actually um, got all, because I've only just got all the permission slips back from parents, because obviously we can't go ahead until Yeah, that would, uh, have, been, that would have been a nightmare. All the boxes <laughs> are ticked, yes. Um, and some of the children, of course, left and went to high school so I had to trace those parents and those children. Um, and so I've got to get, I have had emails confirmation from them. So I've got to get copies of those as well. So it's not as been as straightforward as I thought. Yeah. But you've got to cross all the T's and dot all the I's, haven't you? Oh, you know? God, yeah. I always look at things up when you're doing projects like you've done there. Everything you've done, you've learned somewhat from it. And it's like, yeah. like it's great the fact you can probably connect to children and they'll left that school. And they remember we're thinking, Oh, I've forgotten we've done that. All the parents, they probably didn't even tell the parents half the time as well. That's what yeah, makes it yeah. even more fun. No, yeah. no, excellent. We could look the book down there, so give us a phone, there you go. Okay, guys, well, that's all I've got to chat to Vaughn about today, but thank you, Dan, for this, Vaughn. Now, we're going to come move on to part two. Let Vaughn take a quick break, and she's going to read out four or five points for us, so see what Brilliant. Spoke on it. Hi, guys, straight over to Vaughn. I know she's got a serious poem for us. Go for it, my friend. Yeah, hi. So the title of my book is called My Aunt Jean's a Dinosaur. A lot of children at at our school really love dinosaurs. So this is one that's in the book, and it's called Jurassic Nightmare. Poor Delilah Dinosaur. She slept right through that time when all her kind had vanished from the evolutionary line. So when she woke, her little world was not as it had been. 
the concrete jungle had replaced the trees and misty stream. She didn't know what humans were. She'd never seen a house. And when she saw a car, she bolted, squeaking like a mouse. Her little heart was beating as she hid behind the trees. She couldn't hide the falling tears or stop those quirky knees. Poor Delilah Dinosaur felt scared and so alone. She'd lost her friends and family too, and she couldn't find her home. And she cried herself to sleep that night, afraid of all she'd seen. Then what to find it wasn't real. She'd only had a dream. But when she told her family what she'd feared, they all cried, never, no wheels on tins or two-legged things, because we'll exist forever. Of course they didn't, did they? Oh, fantastic. I always love what your always love what your work of on is the warmth in it. And that's just fantastic. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Um and this next one is one I I did at a workshop and they asked us to do a diary, like a diary entry, an entry to yourself. Well, I write a diary every day anyway. But this is about your life, really, a diary entry for you. So this is called Dear Diary. Rewind the tape of my life. 51 years since those carefree summer days that seemed to last forever. Janice, my friend, and me, we were 10 years old, jumping on pogo sticks, playing hopscotch on those flagstones, doing crazy handstands against the dad's wall, listening to our ghetto blasters, imagining we were on top of the pops with our hairbrushes as microphones. I never want these days to end, she said, as we lay on the sweet grass eating fresh tomatoes from the vine. Fast forward the tape of my life. We are 16 year old now, with heads full of wonder, homework and David Cassidy. Could it be forever? Sleepovers meant a tent in her garden, stargazing as we wrapped cold hands around steaming hot mugs of bovril, hearts and minds full of tomorrow's sunshine. Fast forward the tape of my life. We are women now in our 40s, each with husbands, jobs and busy lives. We both lost our children to illness. We both grieved and cried the same bitter tears, though we live a hundred miles apart. Each of us holding on to the empty promises of life that the world had made us. Fast forward the tape of my life. We are now 61 and life has not been the bowl of cherries we expected. We both battle chronic health issues. We both had achievement and disappointment in equal measure. Yeah, our hearts are still full of wonderful memories and good times. We talk of our angel children often, wonder who they might have been. We reminisce those crazy, hazy summer days. Our friendship endures despite life's attempts to crush us. We still have sunshine inside us. We remain undefeated. And yet, and yet, I would like to sometimes rewind the tape of my life. Rewind, rewind, love from me. Oh, superb again. That's thank that's quite really, really touching that piece of them. Yeah, do, you thank you, do you find them when you're writing that sort of piece in contrast to your children's poems? You're like you're flicking a completely different switch in your head, really, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's just definitely. that's just completely different. No, that's very, very touching. Lovely. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, the third one is one that I wrote um in the 80s when um, I'd gone through a divorce um, and it's called Betrayal. So the title speaks for itself, really. Um, it came upon me suddenly, tugging like a beggar at my sleeve. 
beneath the seemingly still, calm waters of our lives, that malignant serpent of doubt lay waiting, coiled like a spring in the deep, dark recess of my complacency. I stumbled blindly on in blissful ignorance of your betrayal. Knowledge, when it came, was bittersweet, bringing tearful apologies and second chances, and yet, and yet, in that stark, hesitant newness of a rekindled flame, the fangs remain embedded, discreetly eroding our tomorrows with acidic venom. Ooh. Ooh. That last line's got that last line kicks, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Grief. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask any questions about that one, so we'll just move straight on. <laughs> no, seriously. And this, is, this is completely different again. I'm, I thought I'd give you a nice mixture tonight. Uh this is about a cicada, and I don't know if many of you will know what a cicada is, but they'll just give you a hint of who he is. The tiny droplet of rain fell from the spindly branch of the old oak tree. Slowly, slowly it fell, cylindrical and clear. Slowly, slowly. Beneath the huge girth of the sorry, beneath the huge girth of the tree was a whole new microworld, and the cicada lava lava was awaiting after seventeen long years under the earth. It could smell the raindrop falling, falling. One tiny raindrop awoke his senses, alerted him that this was his moment, his time to shine. The raindrop hit the ground and the splash was audible to all the microworld micro beneath the soil. Here then was hope in his thirsty world. Oops, great stuff again. 17 that, yeah. years ago, he had fallen to the earth as a nymph and buried himself beneath it. Now he climbed out of the ground on six wobbly legs. His destiny was clear. Using all his strength, he climbed up the giant girth of the gnarled oak tree, as his ancestors done. And he could smell the sweet sap, and he knew he knew this, he needed this for his energy. He stretched out his new wings. Why did he have to wait so long to restore his energy and return to this alien place above the only world he'd ever known? His voice was loud and plaintive as he celebrated his new life, his short but glorious new life. Wonderful. Now, I, in apology, I cut in then for half a minute, I realised, and I thought you finished a poem when you paused, so I'll, I do apologise for that. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. A brilliant piece again, that song. We've really, you've delivered a really varied poetry set out today as well. So, yes, I think you're going to do one more, aren't you? So, chapter five, aren't we? So, so yeah. we're on to the big conclusion. to the big conclusion. Ooh, no, no. I know. Flags out. <laughs> Flags out. This is this is one that I'm probably uh, most famous for, and it's um, one of my environmental ones, and it's called. Um, do you know? I've even forgotten the title now. How bad is that? Earth song. Sorry, Michael Jackson did a song about Earth song, but I wrote this before Michael Jackson started liking it. For millions of years since the world first begun, I've shielded your Earth from the rays of the sun, but thoughtless effusion of diesel and smoke leaves your planet engulfed in a cancerous cloak. I have no defence from release CFC. The ozone am I. Don't you care about me? You've hunted me ceaselessly through countless years for fortune and pleasure with harpoons and spears. A gentle colossus, 
What song can I sing? It sounds forever by the poisons you bring. How toxic that waste you pump into my sea. I'm only a whale. Don't you care about me? My ancestors lived in the dinosaur age. You view me as clumsy in permanent rage. My horn is now prized as a positive cure for your impotent men. Is it worth my life for? I've nowhere to run to. I'm no longer free. A rhino am I? Don't you care about me? I've peopled your meadows, your mountainous plains, created new cultures, brought life-giving rains. I'm only the earth, but by your foolish greed, you deny me a future. Oh, people, take heed, for I weep for creation how it should be. If your race does not care, it's too late for me. Thank you. Really, it's great stuff on that. I really enjoyed that today. Been a really good. That's what I love about your work. And the last session we did, people should check it out from the other year. Was your set was really buried then as well. It's that's what I love. It's great when you see it get right in like you. That thank you. You don't, you don't know what are going, they're going to do, and that's why that's what makes it <laughs> that's what makes it fun sometimes. Definitely. So yeah, anyway, yeah. that's it for today, guys. So Avon, thank you again, my friends. A pleasure. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thanks for having me, Andy. Oh, you know, always welcome, my friend. Always welcome. Come back on again in about 18 months, two years' time, when hopefully when your novels might have got published by then, who knows? Yes, you never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll see how we go. But thank you again, everyone, anyway. And hang around, obviously. I need to speak to off mic. But this is yes, Andy. Thank you. Signing out, guys and girls. As Don Callis at Impact Wrestling says, stay safe and stay on. Spoken, mate.